0: host, Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Justin rothen He's a former high-performance athlete turned peak performance coach that specializes in helping high performers get more energy to do more of what they love. He focuses on areas such as metabolic rate, gut biome, DNA testing, and wearable health technology. Justin, welcome to the podcast.
1: Amy, thank you so much for having me. I always love being on these shows and you are amazing at what you do. So really a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah. I'm excited to have you on too and share your journey and everything that you guys are doing. It's been amazing. Can you share a little bit on how you shifted your career from hockey player and became a performance coach?
1: Yeah. So it goes right back to when I was 13 years old and my dad said to me, I was 13. I was playing with 16 year olds. It was really the first time that I didn't stand out in a lot of the groups that I was playing in. And he said, son, talent will get you noticed but consistency will get you paid. And when he said that, it really resonated with me. And it's been something that has stuck with me for the last, gosh, 24 years uh, of my life and really propelled me into where I am today. And the moment that he said that, it was like, okay, Justin, like, what are are you going to do to become the most consistent version of yourself? What action steps are you going to take? What are you going to learn? How are you going to continue to level yourself up? And when my peers were reading comic books, playing video games, uh, and those types of things, I was reading medical journals, wearing heart rate monitors, brainwave analy- analyzers to measure sleep stages and all of these things. I wanted to know more. I wanted to truly understand what was going on in my body. And it truly guided my educational path. My my hockey career obviously was bolstered because of that, coming down to the states on a scholarship, playing in the NCAA for those four years, and then ultimately transitioning over to being a coach. And as I came over to be a coach, it was that same passion of understanding what came next through my undergrad in exercise science and then nutrition, then my master's degree in exercise physiology and performance science, and then my postgraduate work in really looking at heart rate variability and recovery science and trying to understand how everything works together so that we purposefully can activate what we need to truly allow our purpose and mission to be nurtured and then delivered to the world.
0: In walking through that journey, what are you grateful
1: for? I am grateful for failure. And when I say failure, I it, it, when you're in the moment, you're never, oh, yes, this is awesome. But the fact that I was always told I was too small, the fact that I was told I was not fast enough, that I couldn't make it, that I wasn't smart enough, that I didn't have the financial means to uh, make an impact. And, and all of these things that it was, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. And the more that I got told that, the more I wanted to say, no, I absolutely can and watch me. And that's really what everything was about in my story is that it's a continual story of overcoming because anything worth getting, you're going to have to overcome things over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, definitely. So what causes somebody to lack energy and not perform at the level that they know that they can?
1: So um, that's a great question. There's a whole bunch of things. So number one is that we don't understand our bodies. They are extremely complex. There's uh, 50,000 processes happening a second within our bodies. And as we look at that, and as we go through it, if something's not running optimally, our body is just going to make sure it has one job that we don't die. That's it. And it's to keep us alive. And so if something's not operating in the right way. It's going to steal from Peter to pay Paul and we're going to stay alive, but we're not going to be running efficiently. It's no different than in our businesses, or if you're talking about like your marketing and you start looking at numbers, everything, everything will roll, but it's not going to be performing optimally because certain numbers aren't hitting or the efficiency of what people are reading from the page isn't uh, connecting and then leading into the next stage of the lead generation process. It's the same internally. And what we say is that we want to run our businesses like our bodies. And the moment that we're able to run our businesses like our bodies is the moment that we are able to transform and change what it is that we're truly trying to do.
0: How do you harness DNA testing to create custom performance plans?
1: So here's, here's the big thing is that the reason I lean on data, I, I say this all the time, I trust Jesus, but everything else, show me the data because it, it, I need numbers. What gets measured gets managed, and what gets managed can get changed. And if we don't know how we, our bodies are operating, then we're missing the key cog that is truly pushing everything else forward, how we show up in our businesses, how we show up in our personal lives, how we show up in our relationships, how we show up for our families, how we show up for our coworkers, how we show up for ourselves. And if we don't know what's happening internally, there's no way we can optimize everything else. We are going to fall short. Of what our true potential is over and over and over again because we just do not know we've heard it all before is like we are all in this unconscious uh, incompetence stage where we don't know what we don't know and the moment that we get some type of data back and i lean on five major tests that allow us to know what's going on internally a dna test why do we do that so that we know what we're predisposed to genetically down through our whole process what are we predisposed to, in terms of nutrient dysfunction, in terms of deficiencies, in terms of intolerances, sensitivities, and then we get into the cellular nature. So we know that every sign of dysfunction, every sign of uh, genetic mutation, every sign of cellular mutation, chronic disease starts at the cellular level. So I want to know what's going on at the cellular level of each of us. And so when we look at that and we start backing up and we go, okay, what does our cellular nutrient dysfunction testing look like what does our cellular glucose utilization testing look like what does our lpp which is lipoprotein particles so deep compounds of cholesterol look like and then we want to take a look at our gut biome is what does that look like and so as we're able to start facilitating this and getting really clear on these numbers we now have a starting point, a starting point to go from unconscious incompetent to conscious incompetent. What does that mean? We now know what we don't know. We're like, oh, I realize that I've been acting in a suboptimal level because of habit A, B, C, and D. And so what we do is we help you go from conscious incompetent to now conscious Competence. So we now know what we're doing and we are going to start to make changes to it. And as we start to enable these habits, as we start to ingrain these through different neurological practices, different behavior change protocols, coaching, adherence, all of these things, we ultimately get to unconscious competence, basically that we just do things automatically, instinctually, we say that are now operating at a higher level. And so we've gone through this entire spectrum of where there's this vast amount of information that we can't put into practical application. So it's holding us back from truly transforming our bodies, our minds, our spirits to be able to truly enhance that end result that we're getting. Again, whether it's in our personal lives, whether it's in our businesses, whatever it may be, but we as the vessel that's carrying everything else across Is truly the the most important thing that we can start to invest in.
0: I love that. I've not done your intensive DNA testing. I have done the 23andMe and my dad got, you know, he got the health stuff. I get some little bits of health in there. And like, it tells you what time you tend to wake up according to your DNA or whatever it may be. I'll say this just to vouch for the data. Is that I had some health issues and I didn't know what they were. And when I was able to look at the list of what I was, I might get, if my immune system was low or whatever, because of what my dad did and the test that he had, I was able to figure things out so fast without even going to a doctor because they're right there. Oh, that's what that is. So, yeah, I, I so believe in all of that. It's amazing. And I know you do an even deeper dive on so many levels. So what are some indicators that you're not performing at your highest level?
1: Yeah. So oftentimes what you'll start to notice is that you actually don't know. And I I come from the notion that everybody has more to give. Everybody has more to step up with. And it's not that they have to do more and work more and work harder. It's that they're actually only operating at 60%. And somebody goes like, well, what do you mean? And Amy, you're super smart, you're super talented, but I would take somebody less smart, less talented than you at 100% than you at 60%. It's the same thing with me. I would take somebody less talented, less intelligent, less experienced than myself at 100% than me at 60%. Why? Because you're going to get a more intelligent person, you're going to get a more attentive person, you're going to get a more energetic person, you're going to get somebody who's more motivated, somebody who's truly going to find the answer and showing up to serve. And that's what we want to do. That's ultimately what we help people accomplish is how do you change what you're able to ultimately serve with, you're able to now serve at a higher capacity, you're able to do more with less, if that makes sense. Because the effort and the grind is not all of a sudden there, but rather you're able to enter into what your body was meant to do, what your mind was meant to do, what your true purpose was, and and truly lean into that at a higher level, because you have everything else now in place. You're utilizing energy as that renewable resource that it is. Forever, these companies have operated off of time management processes. Oh, if you manage your time well, you're going to be an effective leader. If you manage your time well, you're going to run a great business. They've got leadership um, programs built off time management, but that's like an old paradigm, like such an old paradigm. And the reason is because if all you're doing is managing time as a finite resource, I don't know, like the the best time managers in the world. I've yet to find anybody that can get 24 hours in a second out of the day. Like it just doesn't work. I've never, I've, no, one, no one I think would ever argue that. But if you all of a sudden change over to energy management and you look at it in terms of how you're managing your energy, time becomes obsolete because it's a renewable resource. So never would I say to you, hey, Amy, give me $100 and I'm going to invest it in a stock. And in 15 years, I'm going to give you back $100. You'd be like, uh, no, I'll just keep my 100 bucks, thanks. Like, but that's what we're doing with time. Is we invest so much time into f- trying to figure it out rather than investing it in energy, which we know is a push and shove. There's energy in and there's energy out. It's continually flowing. And if we change the concept of how we show up day to day and go from uh, the old paradigm of treating life like a marathon and that uh, rest time is unproductive, and that we don't need to know anything other than ourselves. And we shift it to life is a series of sprints, and that we need to push and then utilize our recovery time to optimize ourselves so that we can again, push again, for a small period of time, and do that intermittently and do that really effectively. And then make sure that everything we're showing up for is super tied to this deep, innate passion, this deep, innate gift that we've been Blessed with and being able to then steward it to everybody else. It becomes literally our responsibility to manage energy. Because if we're not managing energy, we are not able to maximize the gifts that we were given. And that's solely irresponsible. I go back to this meme all the time where there's this picture and it's this man and his family standing in front of a big, beautiful home and a big pool. It's overlooking uh, the city. And he's got this great business and it's like your plan. Okay. That's like your plan. It looks picture perfect, but then next to it has God's plan and it's the entire city. Like it is so much bigger, the plan for each and every one of us, but yet because we're not stewarding our energy properly, because we are not leaning into us and ourselves and what we need to do and truly understanding how we can operate at a higher level, we're selling ourselves short. And because we're selling ourselves short, we're not reaching those true potentials that we were meant to. And that's, I think, the, the biggest thing it comes back to is, and to answer your question full circle, is th- there oftentimes are not signs because we just are so unaware of where we're at. We are unconscious, incompetent to this because we we're just in the rat race. We we're just going, we're getting on our computers. We're sending emails first thing in the morning, we're rushing the kids off to school, we're going through and not eating all day, we get irritable, we don't have the energy to uh, go work out, and then we come home and we send emails right up until we go to bed, maybe pop a melatonin before falling asleep, waking up all groggy, chug a coffee in the morning, we repeat it again. And we're just on this hamster wheel and we're not conscious as to what is actually happening and making purposeful, actionable decisions based off solid data of our bodies. Again, the most important vessel that we have so that we can ultimately serve in the way in which we were truly meant.
0: Yeah, that's really good. And I always say that, especially in the entrepreneur space, it's a lot like setting yourself on fire. Any fear you ever had, all of your stuff comes up. And when you're dealing with all of that, and it's just you, you're the one that has to produce. You're the one that, that has to make it happen. And without a doubt, you always, I mean, I always go to bed at night and think, how could I do more? Now, what if I get up this time? Or what if I go to bed at this time? And you know, you're always managing, trying to juggle a time. So, and you're right. I mean, you get to a point where you're like, I'm just too tired. I can't keep going, but what if you could, right?
1: Exactly. And it's, I love the concept of more because It's more with less. There's always a way in which you can improve wherever you're at, whatever your routine or rituals are, there's ways in which to tweak it, to create a difference in efficiency, a difference in uh, complete energy, a difference in how you're showing up day in and day out. And uh, I mean, we just finished off a retreat this weekend. We had about 85 different entrepreneurs there down in Miami and the biggest thing that we heard from them was that for the first time ever they were leaving with a personalized blueprint that they knew exactly what to do exactly what changes to make had data to support the changes they were making and understanding what changes they needed to implement because you go to anything and it's one thing just to gather information we are in an information overloaded society where there is no shortage of information. Information is readily available. You can read any book. You can go to any course. You can go to uh, any event, conference. But how do you leave there and apply it? How do you leave there with an action step so that when you leave at Sunday at 6 p.m., you can start applying this on Sunday night at 6.30? That is a true action plan. That is a true impact statement. And every single one of them was like that. And the unique part about this was because it's data filled, we were getting texts and emails flowing in this morning of people looking at their HRV scores, which is, I'll get into that in a second, but hitting personal highs on on Monday and Tuesday morning, right after the weekend, like going, Oh my God, I implemented this for the first time and I'm seeing what I've wanted for the last two months. How did this happen? I haven't felt as energized Ever. How does this happen? My data is actually better than I've ever had it before. What is happening? And it comes back to knowing what that personalized strategy is for you. And so uh, I'll, I'll back up and talk about HRV for a second because heart rate variability is that internal metric, that personalized metric that takes a look at whether you are more sympathetic in nature, more stress energy, or parasympathetic in nature, more rest, digest, relax energy. And What heart rate variability looks at is the time differences between beats. And so if there's a large variation, it means we're more parasympathetic, more relaxed. Our body's handling the stress and strain that we're putting on it. And the unique part about that is our body doesn't know the difference, mental, physical, spiritual, or emotional stress. So you can, be in a fight with your spouse. You can be making a big career decision. You can be on a tight deadline for work. You can be in a fight with your children. You can um, be going through a heavy training period. You can be intermittent fasting. You can be doing cold plunges. All of these things are stressors on our body. And it's telling us literally our body communicating to us. HIV is a language of how our body is adapting to the stress and strain that we are placing on it on a day in and day out basis that gives us literally the keys to our body to say, Hey, What decision do I have to make today based off what I know my body's telling me?
0: So when people get this data and they have all the information for them specifically, how their body works, what are some ways that you help them gain more energy? Is some of the things that you have them do, is it difficult? Is there a lot of, of change that they have to make to their routine?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's all habit oriented. So, knowing that there's eight controllables. That's what we come back to. There's eight controllables that impact heart rate variability. And those are exercise, nutrition, hydration, sleep, immune function, self-care, environment, and mindset. And those eight components all have 20 to 30 different habits, depending on you as an individual. And all of these habits, all of these tools are great. I say every single one of them is great. Every technology out there is great. Every system is great, but not every tool system and technology is great for you. And we have to figure out what that is. And that is where through own it, we say, we don't make you come into own its world, basically saying, Amy, you have to go through this, 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 and this in order to optimize yourself. No, own it comes into Amy's world. And what we do is we ultimately look at the data and we go, okay, Amy, this is what this blueprint looks like. And we're gonna choose two controllables in which we're really gonna focus on and start to make iterative change. And as we make iterative change, we're gonna start to see, does it impact us positively or negatively? And how do we now go back to the table and make this sustainable? Because if it's not sustainable, it doesn't matter. Because if we think of four circles, okay, it's all about capacity building. The outer layer is physical. The inner layer is mental. The inner layer of that is emotional. The inner layer of that is spiritual. And if we want to build capacity, like true capacity to handle more, do more, be more, and and operate at a higher level, we have to grow that outer circle. I don't care how much mindset work you do. I don't care how uh, much emotional intelligence work you do. You will always hit the outer concrete circle and you will have a fixed growth point. You will not get past that outer wall because you don't have capacity. It's like if you go outside in a rainstorm, it could be raining or very little, or it could be raining very hard. And you go out with a thimble. How much water are you going to come back with? A thimble full, no more. That's it. The only time you're going to get more is if you go outside with a bigger bucket and we need to get everybody a bigger bucket. And that's what we're able to do. And so when we end up operating that way, To create sustainability, so it's not just a two-month thing or a seven-week thing or whatever, it has to be tied to your values and virtues, has to be tied to something so spiritual, so deeply rooted inside of you, which is truly your mission and purpose in life, which is truly that God-given passion that burns inside of somebody to say, no, I am... Making the decision to go to bed at this time, to shut off my blue light at this time, to stop eating at this time, to exercise at this time, to surround myself with these types of people at this time, to utilize red light, to see the sunshine first thing in the morning, to build these habits, to build this structure, to take supplement A, B, C, and D at this time, because... I know that if I do that and I steward my body the right way, I steward my mind the right way, I steward my spirit the right way, I'm going to be able to impact 100x of whatever it is that I'm doing today. And that's the process and how we move forward.
0: Let's talk about wearable technology. I know that not everybody is familiar with it. Why is wearable technology helpful for greater performance?
1: Yeah, I mean, it comes back to what gets measured gets managed. And when we know what we're what our bodies communicate to us. We can have a better understanding. We can make better decisions. We can have more of an impact. I I have a love-hate relationship with wearable technology. The reason is, is because there is so much information. It's literally just like, here you go, take it all. (laughs) It's technology vomit all over us. And we can't sift through it. Like you've got heart rate, respiration rate and sleep scores, recovery scores, different stages of sleep. You've got body temperature. You've got blood oxygen levels. Like all this stuff is awesome. It's all great. But what do we do with it? If it's just a number we're looking Oh, cool. That's neat. Move on with my day the same way I'm always doing. Why? It's no different than our business. If we're looking at certain numbers And they're not impacting decisions on a day-to-day basis. Why are we measuring them? It's a waste of our time. It's a waste of our energy. And so if that's what we're doing, we want to make it simple. And so when it comes to wearable technology, the reason I love it is because it's passive. You don't have to think about it. You just walk around. It's continually pulling data. It's continually looking at what you're doing. You're just an operator. You're a facilitator. You're living your life in the most educated and intelligent way you can based off of what you know. And if that's the case, then you're going to continue to do things in a really positive way. Now, the reason that, again, I don't like them is just because it, it's and you're unindated with, with numbers. And so that's why I love to simple it down to and simplify it to heart rate variability and know that that is a universal number that gives us a really clear story, a really clear indication of how stressed we are how our body's responding to the stress and strain that we're placing on it. And if it's adjusting positively or negatively and what our next steps look like.
0: Do you, do you have a favorite wearable that you use?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm a junkie just because I love being able to a compare run little case studies, but I'm a huge fan of loop, the loop band, little band goes around the wrist their third party testing is incredible for uh, sleep accuracy, HRV accuracy. Aura Ring does a pretty good job. Um, a big fan of a Garmin and how you can utilize that for uh, different exercise t- tactics that you're utilizing. But again, my top two, without a doubt, when it comes to wearable technology, ease of use, and information is, is Whoop and Aura.
0: Perfect. So I want to mention Elise because this podcast would not be complete without her. So Elise is your fiance. Congratulations. She's the weapon. Thank you. She's the weapon. She, she is a powerhouse and she focuses a lot more on the mental health side of performance. How did she help you get more out of your performance?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't even know where to begin. She has a, again, in her model and in, in all of her training and how she's operated, she's able to generate a massive amount of awareness in people everything starts with awareness it goes back to what i said before if you're operating unconsciously and incompetently you don't know what you don't know and if you're unable to be aware of certain habits that you're engaging in or the way that you're thinking certain thoughts that are coming up certain beliefs that are coming up certain uh, responses that you're having to things defaults if you will Do you have a temper? Do you operate uh, in an angry way, in a defensive way? It's ultimately going to impact your results. And her ability to take me out of my own way. And I've done a lot of work with her, but then obviously (laughs) her being my fiance and, and then my future wife, and then now business partner, I had to go get another coach just because I can't put everything on her. (laughs) And so the more that, the more that we worked on that, the more that we leaned into that, the more effective we were able to be in, not just in our business, but also in our relationship and understanding how we needed to communicate and how we could show up better for each other and how we could show better for our clients. And it's amazing that when you truly take a step back and look at the mindset in which you're operating, it is such a big, it has such a big impact on performance because the way that you think, the way that you operate, the thoughts that you have, the beliefs you have truly generate the the actions that you take. And the confidence and power in which you lean into them and actually execute or fail to execute. And so that was, that's definitely a massive change in my focus, especially over the last three or four years, is taking and leveling myself up in those areas, knowing that within Own It, it, it doesn't just happen in a, in a vacuum they're very synergistic. We call it inner and outer energy. They they work together. They're cohesive. You can't have one without the other. And when you do truly marry them together, you realize that potential that lives inside of you. It's not just reaching potential, it's realizing it. Because each, like I've said, each one of us has this massive potential. Each one of us has this massive opportunity, but we truly have to take actions and put rituals in place so that they become instinctual and we operate with them in a competent way and unconsciously. They just happen. It's an instinct that truly we are aware of, and we're able to again realize that potential that we've been that we that we've been truly begging for.
0: I love that. So can you share some of your client success stories with us?
1: <laughs> oh man, which one do we want to go with? Well. There's one client, he's a business owner of, how do I say this without telling names here? Got to be careful, HIPAA, but he's a CEO of a nine-figure business up in Canada and had an HRV of nine. So let's call it the typical average HRV for a 45-year-old man is somewhere around 50 or 60. So nine is extremely low. He was uh, diabetic using one hundred units of insulin a day, depressed, was not running the business as efficiently as he could. And we really just did an overhaul across the board on understanding his body, understanding certain habits, completely transforming mindset and took him from that, that same business he was running. His HRV over the course of eight months went from nine to on average 77 he went from using 100 ins- units of insulin a day to five units of insulin a week, and ultimately was able to take his business from that very successful mark to ultimately about three months ago, purchased his largest competitor, and now is a, an Amazon-sized company in his industry. And we went ultimately from working with just him to now his executive team of 27, and uh, working with each one of them as well, I think that's, it's a really cool and powerful story. Another one that we published a uh, case study on was the university of Miami football program uh, down in Miami, Florida, and uh, working with these athletes, it was all about teaching them habits and engagement. And so what we saw over the course of the season was an increase in uh, heart rate variability, an increase in total sleep time, an increase in overall performance awareness, a decrease in number of sick days throughout the year, and an increase in wins. And so uh, that's more on like an athletic level. But again, the same thing is you're bringing the same concepts, whether you're an athlete in the field or an athlete in the the boardroom. We're all athletes in that way that we're, again, able to optimize that performance to a whole nother level.
0: What do you think is your truth that has gotten you this far in your journey?
1: I'm truly meant to serve and empower leaders to impact billions.
0: I love that. And then if you're able to give yourself one piece of advice, when you first started out, what would it be? Patience. Yeah, It's that. good.
1: Patience. It's a, it's something I continue to work on every day. It's no matter what the successes are. It's like, okay, great. That's awesome. We hit it. What's next. Okay. What's next. It's always right? been a, a fault of mine, It's but, that but,
0: mirage
1: It's, it's right. the goal. It,
0: I, always, I call it the mirage because it's like, you get so into it and you're like, I'm going to get the top of the mountain. And then it's like a mirage It disappears once you get there.
1: Yeah. A bunch of false summits is the same thing. Yeah. You- you get up to the top, it's like, okay, there's a new one. And, but I think it's truly just patience, being patient with the process, knowing that it doesn't happen as fast as you think, but being willing to sit in it, be aware of it and be conscious of those successes and, and celebrate them.
0: So if there is somebody that's listening that is interested in working with you, Number one, what are the programs that you currently are running right now that they could be a part of, and number two, what is the best way to contact you?
1: Yeah, so we've got uh, we've got a couple things. We've got a couples retreat for entrepreneurs and their spouses coming up in Costa Rica, extremely luxury intimate event. We've got two rooms left at that. So that is, that's one. And number two is we have our emergence program that's running all the time. And a very simple way to reach us and and find us is ownitcoaching.com.
0: Perfect. I love it. And I'll put all those links down below. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise today.
1: I appreciate you, Amy.
0: And if you're listening, you want more information about this podcast and upcoming shows, you can visit a call to thrive.com. Thank you everyone and have a wonderful week.